<laughs> I told Eddie Murphy to stay in college so he'd have something to fall back on. I did great advice. Exactly. How about the lighter side of history? The lighter side. I'm not laughing at my joke. Okay. I know a lot of things and I share them on the podcast and you don't care. What are we talking about? We're I can't get a word in edgewise <laughs> on this show. I mean, it's. Here's how we sell it. Okay. <laughs> Hello again, whoever's watching, whoever's listening, and that means you. I'm Jackie Martling. This I is am Peter Bales. And as we disclosed, or almost disclosed in an earlier episode, the, the, we're going to be, am I having a stroke or did the lights flash? Well, Tide In Studios is struggling financially, not paying the electric bill. And these things happen. We're going to push forward. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to prove for decades, literally decades, that my family is related to Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, illegitimately, <laughs> and we recently have a volunteer to give us DNA, and we are going to find out definitively one way or another very soon, so stay tuned. And of course with Jackie, it's a scandal, it's illegitimate, did it really it happen? It was never even a scandal. It was so swept under the rug that it was a family rumor that was submerged. Um, but Jackie Martling may be related to the president whose favorite expression was bully. Bully for you. Bully for you. Which means today, I guess, that's cool. That's good. But bully. Bully for you. And he had another favorite expression. I never understood that expression. Well, uh, it, it means good for you. It's an old-fashioned expression. Good for you. Way to go. Bully for you. And he had another favorite expression that you used to use, I remember, in bars when you were younger, speak softly and carry a big stick. Remember how you used to use that on women? Um, Teddy was using it in terms of Peter's being so funny. What he's trying to tell you folks is I've always been a loud mouth and I always <laughs> will be a loud mouth. But what can I tell you? And I'll tell you, Teddy Roosevelt brought us the Roosevelt Corollaries, the Monroe Doctrine, and U.S. hegemony in Latin America and is remembered for it today, gunboat diplomacy, is somehow connected to Jackie the Joke Man Martley. Absolutely. And, and we, we will also, theoretically, uh, they staged him storming San Juan Hill. <laughs> like after the actual charge, they went on the other side and did it again for the cameras. He had reporters and cameras there, but he actually was brave. I know. I, I'm with the Rough Riders during his, the Spanish-American War. His first wife, and his mother passed away on the same day, two hours apart, in his home in New York City on my birthday. No kidding. And February 14th, and that's when he said, I'm done with life, and he handed his daughter to his sister and said, I'm gonna go out west, I don't want anything to do with women or life anymore. And a year and a half later, he came back and married his childhood sweetheart. <laughs> so I know where he went. A true martling, he's a man of his word until he's not. I know where he went. He went out to a ranch in Wyoming, 
the Badlands. The Badlands became a rancher and hooked up with a lot of cowboys. And when he got the Rough Riders together, they are from his past. Ivy League guys, all right? Uh, he was commissioner of the New York City Police Department, an honest police commissioner who would clean up the department to a certain extent. Former New York City cops and cowboys. They really were the Rough Riders. And supposedly when he was out there in the Badlands, he won the respect of the cowboys. He was I like, believe it, you know, yes. He was the Yankee, you know, the, the fancy Ivy Leaguer that came out he from was, the Badlands and he had to prove himself and know, I guess he really did. He did, he really, he was a tough guy and he really proved himself, absolutely true. And I've always wanted to ask you, well, who's your favorite president? It's gotta be Teddy Roosevelt. It's, well, it has to be. Yes, I mean, because you're probably related to him. Watch this space. And uh, well, who's your second favorite president? Anybody you admire? Just because of the times, I absolutely loved JFK. Ah. I mean, <laughs> I'm in seventh grade I love it. doing another pull-up. Right. JFK. He had the President's Council of Youth Fitness, and he yes. was so responsible for me getting the shape, teaching myself how to do a back handspring. And we used to have to keep track of our pull-ups and push-ups and go home and do them. And um, I, I just loved that character. And this is long Jay, before any of this stuff came out about any well, of the garbage. You well, know. garbage, JFK was a womanizer. Some people today might call it even a sex addiction. Uh, addiction. And uh, you'll love this story. I he love that one. He would, <laughs> he would hit on women at White House events. And this is absolutely true, Jackie. In the early 1920s, President Warren G. Harding, also a womanizer. Which is so hard to believe when you see pictures of him. Right. He was considered handsome. Before, he didn't photograph well, but um, he was considered handsome. And he took his mistress downstairs in the White House into a closet to have hanky-panky. And he was caught by Mrs. Harding in the closet because she smelled cigar smoke coming out from underneath the door. He was caught. And in those days, all she could say was, you know, keep away from your mistress and no more poker playing with your buddies, okay? And drinking, because Mr. President, by the way, it's prohibition, no more drinking. Now, I'm it, trying to get over <laughs> him having sex while he's smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah, true. Now, Kennedy actually met a beautiful woman at a White House reception, said to her, can you believe Warren G. Harding had sex with his mistress in this closet in the basement of the White House? <laughs> By the way, would you like to see that exact closet? <laughs> is that a That is true. And he took the woman downstairs, and the closet was used for a second time for a presidential affair. Does that closet still exist? Uh, that's a good question. We'll have to ask Bill Clinton. Um, Bill Clinton is the reason that I found out I might be related to Roosevelt. Do you know that? No. There was a, a an editorial on the back page of Locust Valley Leader. The Locust Valley Leader. Which was a, a Democratic newspaper and my whole family was Republican, et cetera, et cetera. And there was an editorial and said, and it was because of Clinton and Monica. And it said, <laughs> I have the article. Uh, so Bill Clinton was caught with Monica Lewinsky. It was a big deal. 
But let's face it, politics and sex have always gone hand in hand. There was the, I don't know how they said it, but there was the classic case of FDR who was in a, in a wheelchair running around on his wife, which I always <laughs> thought was so funny. He was and, rolling and around all on these, his wife. All these his people, wife. and it listed a few, and, he, and it said, and then there was always the rumor that our own Leonard W. Hall was the illegitimate son of Theodore Roosevelt. And my cousin went ballistic because <laughs> Uncle Len used to take her to Washington and oh, Wine and something. Diner and bring her to the, you know, to meet the, the, uh, uh, the senators and, and the representatives and everything. So she got all mad and she was writing a letter. And before she sent the letter to the woman at the newspaper, she said to my aunt, who was like 93, Aunt Ellie, they said this horrible thing about Uncle Len being the illegitimate son of Theodore Roosevelt. Before I send this letter, there's nothing to that, is there? And my aunt went, <laughs> uh-oh. Well, <laughs> and Dottie freaked, oh, my cousin man. Dottie freaked out, and my aunt said, that wasn't the rumor. The family rumor was that Len's father was the illegitimate son of Teddy's father. And that's when we... I love it. That's, that's, that's what kicked off the whole quest. Everybody listening or watching has a local newspaper, incredibly local. There's remarkable stuff in there. In one voice, they can talk about the president. In the next voice, the local basketball team. And in the next voice, a, a dog broke his leg right. coming out of the house. I love it. I, I, I love it. So that's how you got started with the Locust Valley leader. The Locust Valley. Uh, Eileen Wyckoff, I think, was the woman. Edith. Name. I remember e her. Edith, Edith Hay Wyckoff. Crazy. And she, she did a terrific job covering Locust Valley and the surrounding area. which And I think she had a lot to do with blocking the bridge. The bridge. Now, Jackie brings up the bridge. And anybody on the North Shore of Long Island knows that Robert Moses, the master builder who built the Frog's Neck Bridge and the Whitestone Bridge and all the highways and byways. He did so much he good. He did so much luckily good. Luckily, they stopped him in his tracks They before. stopped him in the 60s because there was too much traffic, too much development, too much pollution, too much everything. And he wanted one more jewel in his crown. And the locals, including the local newspaper, and my parents, and as a kid, I, we had a bumper sticker on our car, block the bridge. The bridge would have gone right over my little hamlet of East Norwich and Oyster Bay, which is the classic right. uh, little hamlet on the, on the Oyster Bay, which is on Long Island. And the bridge would have gone right over it. And anybody that's ever been to Long Island, there's uh, the Seaford Oyster Bay Expressway. Yes. It starts in Seaford. And it was intended to go right over the sound and go to Connecticut. And it stops short. It just short stops. At, at Jericho Turnpike, it just stops short. And it, that's where it stopped. How, a did, they, years how ago. did they block the bridge? Well, you know, uh, the local population was against it because it would have destroyed Oyster Bay as it was. It would have destroyed Bayville as it was, and lots of Locust Valley as it was. The rich people got together and donated wetlands. Precious, this is a that North Shore that couldn't be duplicated, where you have fresh water and salt water 20 feet from each other. They donated it to the Interior Department, a federal agency, and New York State, and Nelson Rockefeller, who wanted to condemn land for the bridge, could not condemn they, they federal land. It. Any local politician who expressed even 
minor support, was not reelected. And by the way, Jackie, the Vietnam War was so expensive, there was no money for federal aid, there was no money in the state for this bridge. It was just one bridge too many. Do you know how when they decide they're going to do something by eminent domain, they just take what, like when they were building the interstate highway right. system or the Long Island Expressway, they, they came to my grandfather and said, right. we're taking your farm, here's how much you're getting because right. the expressway's going here. When they went, we're going to do the bridge through Oyster Bay, only one house was seized through eminent domain. And it was Tom and Jegno's aunt. Tom and Jegno like, is a comedy from agent. From the Omnipop talent agency, who's my, my girlfriend Barbara Klein's partner. His the one, the one house. And, that, and now that, that house is where that Boys and Girls Club is. No on kidding. On the corner of 106 and Lexington, right where the statue is of Theodore Roosevelt. One house. Jackie, that guy had no political connections in Albany because rich people resisted it with their connections. And if you ever wonder, here on Long Island, there's the Northern State Parkway. And to get into New York City on the Northern State Parkway, which turns into the Grand Central Parkway, you, around Westbury, you curve way out of your way, like five miles out of your way. And what they did is they had to curve the road around a mansion they couldn't. That was the first NIMBY. Not in my backyard. Not in my backyard. And people against the bridge were accused of being NIMBY or NIMBYists. And but God bless <clears throat> them. It would have wrecked, you know. It would have wrecked uh, Long Island. And it would have been, I should have said, a bridge too far after the movie. And I think that Long Island one day will have an ecologically sound tunnel from probably out um, east in Suffolk County somewhere that doesn't damage uh, the ecology so much. Maybe I don't know when they're going to do it. Or where they're going to get the money. I'm going to find out I'm related to Theodore Roosevelt <laughs> and I want that tunnel named after me. Now I'm going to go find out right now if I'm related to Theodore Roosevelt <laughs> and we hope that you'll keep tuning into this podcast, Stand Up Memories with Jackie Marling and, and Peter Bales. Thank you for listening. Hey, a new episode of Stand Up Memories every Wednesday. How exciting is that? It's starring me, Peter Bales, and right here, Jackie the Joke Man Mark. Please follow us on social media. Search it out. What is it? MeSpace? MySpace? Your space? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Do da, do da. <laughs>